0: What's up, folks? I'm your host, Keith Mattier, and welcome to the Normalized Excellence Podcast, where I provide you with information grounded in research and proven methods to inspire you to focus on the process of high achievement rather than the outcome alone. This podcast is designed to help you double down on your values, learn some new tips and tactics, and give you some inspiration and motivation to normalize excellence across all aspects of your life. Thank you for joining me, and now it's time to normalize excellence. Let's get it. What's up, Excellence Shop? We have a couple more episodes in the first season of the Normalized Excellence Podcast, and this season has shaped up pretty well. As you know, we've been using lessons from sports to convey broader metaphors, tactics, and mindsets that we can use in our daily life to optimize our performance and well-being. This entire season, we've mapped out our entire week as if it's a sports game that has four quarters, a pregame, and a halftime. This week, I'm going to talk to you about the importance of rest and recovery and give you some tactics to make sure that you repair, rest, and replenish. And then next week, I'll give you a reflection protocol so you can review the tape by reviewing the week and make sure that you make your adjustments going into next week. So on to this episode, repair, rest, and replenish. Each series of an NBA playoff series is a best of seven series. That means that whichever team wins four games first is the team that wins the series and advances to the next round. And since the championship round is the last round, the team that wins four finals games are gonna be crowned the champions. Well, in 2018, LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers were down three games to two against the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals, and it's not looking too hot for them. They have to win both games six and seven to advance to the finals, and game seven is actually gonna be played in the Boston Celtics arena. Teams have won games back to back all the time, and they do have to win those games back to back, so that's not unique. But let me put this into a broader context. LeBron was not just attempting to win another series or to simply make it to the finals. My man's had to win because it was part of his identity. It was part of his legacy. He had gone to seven consecutive finals for crying out loud, and he's chasing legends like MJ and Bill Russell for the amount of rings that he has the amount of championships. This is LeBron James that we're talking about though, easily a top five player of all time. And he did have a fantastic Game 6 performance. He had 46 points, 11 rebounds, and 9 assists and he went absolutely bonkers. But crazily enough, the challenge was even harder as he prepared for Game 7. Here are a few background stats and things to note that illustrate just how challenging and monumental the task ahead of him was. First, the Celtics were a perfect 10-0 when playing at their arena in the playoffs and Game 7 was at the Celtics Arena. Second, Kevin Love, the Cavs' leading rebounder and the Cavs' second leading scorer, he got injured during Game 6 and he was ruled out for Game 7. Third, LeBron led both teams in minutes per game at about 42 minutes. The next highest player boasted around 36 minutes per game so when you crunch the numbers lebron james had actually played an entire game more than any of his teammates and his competitors so you can rest assured that buddy was od tired if the Cavs win then lebron would have gone to the finals eight consecutive seasons which is tied for the third most consecutive appearances in nba finals history so let me say it again a big task was ahead in the face of trying to accomplish such a monumental feat, a reporter asked LeBron during the post-game conference what he will do over the next 48 hours to make sure that he's prepared to execute at a high level in Game 7. Here's what he says. Um, I'm, as soon as I leave here, I'll start to prepare. i am get the car and head back to Akron, and as soon as I get home, I'll start my treatment. Um, and I'll do the same all day, um. You know tomorrow uh, from before we leave to go to Boston and then once we get into Boston I'll do that as well um, try to get as much uh, as much sleep as I can you know with tonight and with tomorrow and and even on Sunday before the game to try to that's the best recovery that you can that you can possibly get is when you're sleeping so um, it'll be around-the-clock treatment and um, we'll see what happens a couple things stick out to me about this call First, LeBron seems to prioritize his sleep over all else. I wish I would have known to sleep well back in college, especially in the first half of my college career. My sleep schedule would go out the window as midterms approached or as anything big in my life approached. And my performance was anti-LeBron-like. Let's leave it at that. But the second thing that jumped out at me is LeBron's comment, I will get round-the-clock treatment. The reason this caught my attention is because I immediately thought about how intentional and meticulous LeBron must be in order to receive treatment all day. In my mind, LeBron's self care and recovery ritual is much deeper than the commercialized self care routines of face masks and foot massages. Don't get me wrong, those definitely have their places, and I indulge in myself. But it's deeper than that. LeBron is the same guy who spends $1.5 million. ...on his body per year for his physical fitness and does crazy stuff like using hyperbaric oxygen tanks on the regular... ...to drive more oxygen in his cells to eliminate waste and toxins. This man is different. LeBron's rest boded well for him and he was able to have peak performances when his team needed him the most. In that Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals, LeBron played all 48 minutes... ...scored 35 of his team's 87 points, which is 41% of his team's total points... And he also led both teams in total rebounds and assists. In simple terms, LeBron went berserk. LeBron's legendary performance would not have occurred if he had not appropriately rested. We can all be like LeBron by being intentional about our rest and our recovery so that we can execute at our highest level no matter the circumstances or the possible pressure that we may face. How to prioritize your rest and recovery? We don't have to be LeBron or even aspire to his level of mastery and achievement to learn that rest and recovery routines preserve and propel our performance. And once we accept that, we can use many tactics to rest and recover to optimize our daily, weekly, monthly, and or yearly performance and well-being. But I want to simplify it based on an interesting article that I read about how long-distance runners recover during their training and after their big races. The article said that runners achieve proper rest and recovery by making sure to repair, rest, and replenish their muscles. Repairing, resting, and replenishing our muscles may seem intuitive, important, and easy to adopt for athletes, but less so for those of us who are non-athletes. But I think the advice is transferable and applicable if we take a moment to be thoughtful. How can we repair, rest, and replenish? Here are a couple of ideas. In terms of repairing... We can repair our mind, if you want to get fancy with it, by getting in a float tank or a sensory deprivation tank. We can repair our body by getting massages. We can repair our soul by indulging and making sure that we attend to our spiritual practices, whether that be meditation or our worship services. In terms of resting... We can make sure that we're being restful with our mind and our soul by disengaging from social media or work stressors or family stressors. We can rest our body by making sure that we get proper sleep on a daily basis. Terms of replenishing. We can replenish our mind by doing something more low key, whether that be a wind down. Shout out to Insecure coming back on in uh, about a month or so, too. Uh, We can replenish our, our body by doing something truly energizing. Something that you'll remember a year from now, whether that be a pottery class or a hike and some pictures on that hike. The key is you want to define your repair, your rest, and your replenishment. Excellent try. my challenge to you is to take the categories of repairing, resting, and replenishing and make a list of at least three things you can do in each of these categories and then commit to doing these things as a part of your rest and recovery routine, which is integral to your goal process and your grind until next time kill the day more life normalized excellence go out there and do your thing Perfect. this has been another episode of the Normalized excellence podcast if you have been inspired or motivated by something you heard today definitely be sure to leave a four or five star rating and review